Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. It's great to see you all here today uh, in the middle of August. Our gospel reading uh, opens with Jesus telling his disciples, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom of heaven. This passage specifically, I don't know about you, but it speaks to me because the word afraid in the Greek can also be translated as anxious. And I am a neurotically anxious person. You know, I'm like a duck. It may be calm up top, but down below I'm just kicking But do not be anxious. Do not be afraid. That's an interesting thing to say right now, isn't it, Jesus? Did you see what happened in our country last week? I mean, four nations issued travel warnings to their citizens coming to our country. Or maybe it's personal. You know, maybe it's your retirement fund stinks. Do not be anxious, Jesus. What am I going to do when I retire? Maybe it's uh, your health Maybe it's, uh, uh, how am I going to pay for my parents? How am I going to pay for my children? There isn't a single person in this church who is not anxious about something. However, our anxiety, my anxiety, says something very profound. And it's a convicting lesson for me, especially as a priest. And it's my first point. Anxiety, anxiety is actually a form of worship. It's a form of worship that we offer to our false gods when they have failed to deliver on the goods. Anxiety manifests itself in sleepless nights, butterflies in the stomach, the list goes on and on and on and on. And anxiety, fear, it functions almost like a cancer of the soul, which paralyzes us and consumes us from within, disordering our lives, because it's the fruit of putting our faith in things other than the one true God, who is faithful in his care for us. So when Jesus says, do not be anxious, when he says, do not be afraid, he knows what he's talking about. For our Lord is intimately acquainted with us, and he's intimately acquainted with our anxiety and fears. Believe me, you read the New Testament, Jesus heard the anxiety of the disciples. You know? Jesus, we left our nets behind. How are we going to eat? We only have two fish and five loaves. You know, how are we going to feed all these people? Jesus, I left my lucrative business as a tax collector. How are we going to afford supplies? Jesus, that nard, that oil should have been sold and we could have given the money to the poor. It says, do not be afraid, little ones. Little ones. This can also mean little faith ones in the Greek. Most people in our society think that faith is an acceptable form of superstition. You know, I just have a lot of faith. Our faith is something different in Christianity. Faith is central to Christianity. Faith is trust. Trust that your value to God is so much greater than you could possibly imagine. Faith is trust that God in Christ is faithful to you despite your anxiety. All of our readings today speak about faith not as superstition, 
but as trust. There's Abram, 99 years old, and his wife is nearly as old, and they are childless. And the only heir to his fortune is the same as some relative named Eliezer of Damascus. And yet the Lord says to childless Abram, Look up in the sky. Take a census of the stars. Count them, if you can. And here's my promise to you, Abram. So shall your offspring be. And we're the fruit of it. You will, be, you will have as many descendants, as numerous as the stars in the sky, even though you don't even have a kid at this very moment. And Abram believed the Lord. He trusted the promise that against all odds, against all that he knew about reproductive biology, against all common sense, he would be the father of many nations. And all of the world would be blessed through him. He believed, that is. He trusted. And God counted it to him as righteousness. This is a key verse that St. Paul understands in Galatians. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. In the book of Hebrews, our reading today, chapter 11 is devoted to the topic of faith. And it is not once about superstition, but about believing what God has said despite all evidence to the contrary. It begins with the definition. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of those things not seen. This is my second point. Faith and anxiety are very similar. Anxiety, you see, sees life as it is without any promise or assurance. Faith hears life. Faith hears life as it is and has received a promise greater than our fears. And that promise that is greater than our fears is that in Jesus you are forgiven completely and totally and you will be raised from the dead. You see, faith is not naive. It doesn't mean you have that which is promised in your hands already. But faith is believing in the promise and knowing that the one who made it to you is faithful. So you can be so sure of the outcome, even before it happens, that you bank your entire life on it. You orient yourself around it. Hebrews goes on to list, kind of like a hall of fame of faith. Abel, Enoch, Noah, we'll read about them next week. And others who trusted in God, who took God at his word, and whose lives were oriented around that promise. It wasn't that they were good. It was that they were, God was faithful. They died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them, as the author of Hebrews writes, and greeted them from afar. They knew there was a better country awaiting them, a better city built by God. And yes... The world, I mean, you read the story of Noah, you read the story of Abram, you read the story of all of these guys, the world thought that they were deluded, crazy, and deranged. But here's the comforting word there in Hebrews. God 
was not ashamed to be called their God. That's a powerful thing. And God is not ashamed to be called your God either. So fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That's the gospel good news for you today that speaks to your anxieties, that speaks to our fears. Your Father's good pleasure is to give you the kingdom. And he is working everything together, the good, the bad, and the ugly, for you to receive that kingdom. You have it all, thanks to Jesus. His death and life has purchased what you cannot afford on your own. Life with God. You have his word on it. He clothes you in baptism. He feeds you in his supper. You have the kingdom already. And this is my third point. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And you have the kingdom. For the Father has promised it, the Son has won it, and the Spirit delivers it to you. And in the midst of all of your anxieties today, all of your fears, all of the pressures that are building up, come to the table. And in bread and wine, taste and see, and know that the Lord is good, and he has you covered. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.